Welcome to Ecclesia Principles, a biblical strategy for believers to engage in God's design for government with Ray Eppard. Hello, glad you could join us again today. This week we've been talking about stumbling blocks to engagement. In other words, things that keep Christians from engaging in government and policy. Uh, the way most people would put it is it keeps them from being engaged in politics, even though I, I don't really like that term. We should be engaged in governing and policy. Seek first the kingdom of God, governance, and his righteousness, policy. And so with that, we looked at church and state uh, is different than faith and state. There should be a separation between church and state, but in our governmental setup, there is no separation of faith and state. That we are to bring our faith into every realm of our existence. First Amendment, Congress shall pass no law prohibiting the free exercise thereof. So there is to be no probation, no, no prohibitance of free exercise of our religion, our faith. Now, we also talked about how a lot of people, well, politics is just dirty. That's, that's, just, that's just the devil's world. It's the devil's world because we have left it to him. Thank God for those Christians that are engaged, that are doing their best, that unfortunately they're standing alone too often. And with this, I want to read uh, Luke 19, 13. And I'm going to read it from the King James, the old King James, because there's one particular phrase that I want us to uh, focus on today. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds, and said unto them, Occupy till I come. Many translations will say, Do business until I come. And that, that's all appropriate. Uh, but at that point, he's telling them to engage in things. Uh, at that point, these were investments. Engage in this. Invest my resources into things. Do business, transact business till I come again. The problem is we'll do kingdom work in certain areas, but over in this area, we bury our abilities and our talents in the ground, and we don't use them in those arenas. And one of the primary arenas is government. Many, too many Christians are staying out of the governmental and policy arenas and just being engaged in that, we are burying our talents there. We are not occupying till he comes. Now, this was, um, uh, I honestly forget what year it was, but I, I, I believe it was uh, the, the night prior to uh, the, 20, um, the, the 2000 election. That would have been uh, George W. Bush and Al Gore. And I was listening because it was a very tight race, as we all know, uh, that were around at that point. And the night before, I was just 
you know, wanting to try to get a feel for how things were going. And they had a panel of experts. There was probably five or six of them. And I forget who was moderating, but they were just actually sitting around in chairs. They weren't at a desk. Um, and at one point, the moderator asked them this question. What will determine tomorrow's election? And this is a point where there was no early voting. And I encourage you, there is early voting now. Go vote. It's one of the best ways to actually protect your vote. Uh, I, I won't take the time to get into it, but it is. I actually, I could not go on the first day of early voting, but I did go on the second day of early voting and got my vote in so that nothing could happen to it. But anyway, I, I encourage you to go vote as quickly as possible. And each each person, each expert gave a different idea and so forth. And they got around to the last uh, expert. And I don't remember his name, but I was amazed at his response. <laughs> he actually kind of chuckled and he said, all the things these folks are talking about, well, those are small factors. But every election in America is determined by the evangelical vote. He said it is the biggest voting block in America. And he said what that group does decides every election. And he wasn't saying it as a Christian, encouraging Christians to go vote. I, I don't know if he was a believer or not, but he wasn't. He certainly wasn't coming at it from that standpoint. But, and you can think about it over time. See, one of our biggest stumbling blocks is not having Jesus to run. See, a lot of people, they only want to vote for Jesus. They're only wanting to vote for somebody that's perfect. And I want to tell you something. Every election is always, always going to be a choice of the lesser of two evils. Every last one of them is. Until Jesus comes. And when he comes, ain't going to be no election. <laughs> You're not going to vote on him at that point. But right now, every election, he's not going to be on the ballot. So every situation is a lesser of two evils. And at that point, unfortunately, and this is one of the things that that expert pointed out, he said, if the evangelical vote, he said, if they don't like someone, there's something about them that they don't like. Maybe they're of the wrong denomination. Then they just say, ah, I don't know if I I don't know if I want to vote for somebody that's in that group. He said, then many of them will stay home. And he said, ultimately, how many of them stay home determines who wins. He said, in every major election, the evangelical vote determines the outcome. 
what they decide to do turns it out. And he said, if that group has someone that they will rally behind. He said, take Ronald Reagan, for example. He said, Ronald Reagan had the evangelical vote. He, he won by landslides twice, basically, because they rallied behind him. But you see, one of our stumbling blocks is being afraid to vote for somebody who might have a flaw, who, who, who might do something wrong. And, and I want to tell you something. Everybody you're going to vote for has a flaw. They all have something wrong. And they will probably make a mistake. But the bottom line is, understand how I mean this, you really do need to vote for the lesser of two evils. I know some people that they decided not to vote because they didn't like this person. They actually disagreed with their opponent even more, but they couldn't bring themselves to vote for this person. And so in those cases, most of the time what happens when the body of Christ does that, the greater evil wins. And at that point, we're not occupying till he comes. We're not doing business till he comes. We're taking our vote and we're burying it in the ground. We're not using it. We're not causing growth to come from it. We're burying it in the ground because I don't like this about him or I don't like this about her. Well, which one has policies that more align with the kingdom of God? Which one has the policies that align with righteousness? And at that point, the one that most aligns, that's who you should vote for, and you should go vote. And a matter of fact, you should help them win. You should be engaged in helping them because if you don't help righteousness, then what are you doing? In all honesty, at that point, the salt has lost its savor and we're actually helping the evil to prevail. The only thing necessary for evil to prevail, as has been said, is for good men to do nothing. If we do nothing, we're helping evil to prevail. In our nation for the last 50 to 70 years, we have been increasingly told more and more that we are not supposed to bring our faith into the public arena. We're not supposed to bring our faith into the governmental realm. We're not supposed to bring our faith into policy issues. That is not true. We are to occupy till he comes. Now, our engagement should be diplomatically. We are not, if you would, uh, regarding eschatology, we are the diplomatic force. We're, the here, we're here to be the peaceful ones bringing the solution. When diplomatic 
efforts have failed, we will be called out before the attack begins. And that's called the wrath of God being poured out during the tribulation. You see, but right now, we're in a diplomatic phase. We're to win people over. We're to bring people on the earth into alignment with God. We're to bring organizations on earth into alignment with God. We're to bring institutions on earth into alignment with God in a diplomatic way, in a peaceful way. We're to work to that end. That is us occupying till he comes. That is us doing business till he comes. We work to bring everything that we can into alignment with God. But I don't like what that person stands for. I don't like... Then you're bearing your ability in that area. You are bearing what God gave you. Here in America, we have been given something that most nations do not have. We have been given the ability to shape our nation. And instead of, many Christians, instead of occupying till he comes, they're taking that gift that God has given to Americans and they're burying it. They're not using it. And in the parable that Jesus talked about, when that happened, he called that person a wicked and slothful servant. It's not just lazy, it's wicked. Because the bottom line is if we're not engaged, we're allowing evil to prevail. I don't know about you, but I want every part of my life submitted to God, and I want to help bring things into alignment with my king. God bless you. Have a great weekend.